right. Hey, this is another episode of Boss Up with Mr. Key. Um, I'm still on the real estate edition. Um, you know, a lot of potential guests are taking vacations and moving around. Hell, I even just came back from vacation myself uh, in Panama. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about like investing in Panama, Panama City, Panama, right there by the Panama Canal, not Panama City in Florida. Um, but I'm back and I found out from my producer Wes here that we're on show number 23, 23. That's a special number to me. I'm a Chicagoan and that's the number to one of the greatest or the greatest, the GOAT in basketball, Michael Jordan. So this is show number 23. Like, let's put this one in the books and make this one a milestone or a great turning point. But anyhow, um, back to Panama City. One of the quick things that I want to just talk about, like, man, it's a very cosmopolitan city. I thought I was going to go there and see like some rough barrios and just like areas like small looking cities. But the skyline in Panama and Panama City in particular was amazing. It's like three times the size of Austin, uh, a bunch of high-rise apartments, a bunch of high-rise buildings for international banks. And I was wondering like, wow, what the hell? Where is this money coming from? So first of all, there's major ports in the Panama Canal. Um, it connects uh, the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean through the canal. So a lot of goods are shipped through barges, Stuff comes from the Gulf of Mexico here in Houston, from China, all around. Um, and, and and what I realized with Panama's government is a couple of things. A lot of people invest money in banks in Switzerland for whatever reason. Maybe it's um, because you can avoid some taxation. I'm sure there's a ton of benefits. I won't profess to be the financial expert, but, you know, I'm sure people have heard that Swiss banks are great places to put money. Well, I heard or found out that Panama City, Panama is the number two city in the world to invest or plant your money into banks. So I guess that's why some of the international banks, the money is flowing through. There's also. Let me get quote this right in Panama, if you invest whether it's real estate, any kind of investment in Panama City, 200000 and up, you can get permanent residency in that city. So, you know, I, I hear some people saying, man, if somebody, a certain person gets elected, I'm like moving out the country. Like Panama City is a, a, a place where a lot of people are already buying properties, planning their retirement. So, you know, it's just a, a tidbit that I thought that I'd share with people. It was a pretty cool, you know, education that I found out outside of some of the other stuff that I learned about Panama. Um, with that being said, I, I don't want to talk about Panama the entire uh, uh, just of this podcast. So what I want to talk about is property taxes, property taxes, in particular in Austin. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the country. I mean, some cities probably have a very low property tax. Some people have very high property tax. I feel like here in Texas, we're moderately on the higher side, moderately high for property taxes. I mean, there's areas where your property tax is a 3.2%. You know, I don't know what if that means anything to you in percentage wise, but, you know, 
it's rare to find an area in Texas and central Texas here in the Austin area where uh, your property taxes are going to be less than $8,000 a year. Uh, $6,000 a year is, uh, you know, with some of the prices going down a little bit, you, you may be able to see that if there's a senior exemption, but property taxes are expensive. I mean, I have properties that are like 12,000, that's $1,000 a, a year on property taxes. Property prices has escalated to a point where, you know, if you pay a thousand dollars a month on top of whatever your mortgage is, that can put a strain on people. So guess what Texas did? Um, and again, don't quote me on these numbers, but I want to say that there's a surplus of monies at the state legislator from, there's a surplus of money in Texas. So what? back to what I was saying. Hey, hey, we film everything real time. This is a live show. I just want you to know that sometimes the imperfections and entertainment are the perfect things to capture. But anyway, um, so here in, in Austin, Texas, um, there's a surplus of monies in our capital. Yeah, they have like $86 billion of funds that, you know, we collect so much in tax revenue that the state doesn't even know what to do with it. Like they have some money allocated for education, maybe uh, infrastructure. They don't know what to do with this money. So one of the things that they decided to do is in the, in the Senate and in the House of, of the Texas legislation, they put a bill out to give some relief on your property taxes. And what it looks like for residential homeowners is that the homestead is going to reduce the amount of property taxes that you pay. So what does that look like? For example, if you're the average price of a home here may be 400,000. So when the assessors assess your property at 400,000 with the new homestead, they take 100,000 off of that. So really, you're going to pay taxes on a house less 100000 than what they assess the value at. It'll give you some savings. Um, that may equate to about seven to $1,400 a year. But also, when you look at your property taxes, a big portion of that actually goes towards education, school funding. Well, guess what? They're eliminating that from your tax bill as well. So that's going to also reduce your property taxes. They're just going to fund the schools out of that surplus that they have. Like, why do we have to have our residents continuing to pay for property taxes for educational funds when we have the surplus? So they've already ran it through the House and Senate. It goes to the governor's desk, but people of Texas know they need to vote. I think it's November 7th, this upcoming November, you need to vote on that tax relief program. Come out in droves. Make sure you pay attention to what you're voting for. Don't just punch a box. Vote for this tax relief. And again, they could probably look like 1400 on average a year to like in Austin, maybe about 2200 uh, a year, depending on how much your home is priced for people who have houses half a million and up, it may be over 3000 a year. Like that's a huge savings, you know, 
it, it may be $200 a month on your mortgage payment, 150. I mean, with the economy, I'm sure 150 can help a bunch of people with that shit. So, you know, again, remember the tax bill that they passed in the legislature here in Texas is not official until people vote on it. So you, you get a little breathing room. But let's keep talking about taxes. One of the things that people need to know is that the prices had been going up. And so we've had like a a reduction in prices here in Texas. So what does that mean? That means now when your tax bill comes out, if you feel like your house is worth $400,000, oh, I'm, I'm jumping the gun, Wes. Hey, check this out. So I, I just talked about that legislation for people that have a homestead, but it's also going to be for people who have investment properties, also tax relief for people who have commercial properties or, you know, so again, it's, it's going to cross all lines. We're going to get a little bit of relief here in the state. So I, I appreciate that. You know, any relief, I mean, will it equate to splitting my tax bill in half? Hell, we got $86 billion of reserves. I wish that was the case, but I mean, any little pinch that I can get, any little relief that I can get is welcome. Um, also, uh, you know, contesting your taxes. So for a homestead, let's, let's go back to that. When you first buy your house, you want to make sure you change your ID to that address and you file your homestead. You just heard now with the homestead, you get a $100,000 relief on top of no school taxes emerged into your, your property tax, but you need to file for the homestead. Like when you buy a house, they don't just automatically give it to you. You, you can go to your traviscounty.org or williamsonwilco.org, any of these counties in Texas to file that homestead. Um, but you know, Sometimes people forget. And so your trusted agent should remind you, hey, don't forget to do that. I mean, you could do it right away as soon as you move in the house. Sometimes if you've forgotten to do it and it's been, you know, six months, two years down the line, sometimes people have gotten a check back paid to them saying, hey, I, I lived in this house two years. I just found my homestead. Uh, yeah, well, you can get some of that money back. Oh, the government is so kind. Thank you for giving me a rebate. You know, so um, so anyway, the homestead is something that you can do. Now, I do have some clients that's calling me like right after they close, like, Andre, I'm trying to do the homestead, but it's not working. What's going on? Well, <laughs> you got to understand that when you buy your house, they have to record who's the new owner. They need to record the warranty deed. The warranty deed is recorded and then uploaded into the tax system. Sometimes that takes some time, especially like years past when you had a ton of transactions. Transactions went down a little bit, but still, you got to let those city workers at the recorder's office do their thing. Let the info from the title company come over. Then it's recorded. Then they can recognize you as the owner. If you try to do that shit like three days after you bought your house, like hold your horses. They don't even know you own that house just yet. It's, I mean, it's all legally done, but you got to let it be recorded. Everything is recorded. So that's another tidbit. You know, don't call me like three days after saying, hey, Andre, like I'm trying to find my homestead and it's not working. Give it a little time, you know, give it about 60 days, uh, you know, and if you forget, you know, it's never too late. 
The other thing is once you file your homestead, that's it. Do it one time. You don't have to do that every year, just once. And it's automatically on autopilot until you let them know that you no longer want the homestead on that property. Now, let's go back to contesting your taxes. So when you want to contest your taxes, you know, I get a lot of calls. Man, Dre, they're saying my house is worth X, Y, and Z. I'm paying taxes on this. I know the property values went down. What, what should I do? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. You can go on the website, you know, and I'm not going to get really technical and lay it out. If you need that information, hit me up. Send me a message. Like my content. Subscribe. Call me then. You know, let's talk about it. But just for this show, you can go in and you can contest it on the website, on the, on the county's website. And some of the premises you can do is you can write them and say, hey, I want to know what do you all use to assess my value of my house? A lot of times it's a computer. It's some AI shit that's saying, hey, houses like this are worth this. And so this is how much you should pay. You know, the computer's never been in your house. Like, I mean, you may have Alexa or Google, but whatever. They don't talk directly to your tax assessor. So the, the, the system, the computer that does this assessment for the tax assessor, they don't know that, shit you got a, a leak in your roof or your bedrooms are way smaller than most of those houses that they use for your assessment or you know shit you're in the distress situation like you got a whole room that needs to be remodeled your foundation is crooked like it doesn't know that so if that is the case you need to find out what criteria the tax assessor is using to assess your property. And then if they tell you some stuff, you need to, in a written form, tell them, hey, by the way, this is my house compared to what you said the criterias are. Here's the whole, here's a picture. I can upload pictures. Here's a picture where my roof has a leak. My, my bathroom is unfinished. I just ran out of money. I couldn't finish the guest bathroom. You know, so my house is not the same value. Here's a big crack in my wall. Like I may need to get some peers for my, you know, let them know if your house is like not in top shape. Like you can't assess me on houses that are top notch. So again, articulate that you could do it with pictures through writing. You could sit through, a, you know, I think equivalent to like a hearing. Um, these are things you can do, or you can just go to the experts. They do have companies that'll do it and that'll contest your taxes and they'll only charge you once they're successful, a fee of your savings. Or you can call your agent, your trusted agent. You can call me. You can call my, um, one of my trusted colleagues, JC, that just walked in the building, call her and say, Hey, I need an assessment of my taxes, like of the value of my home. And I can give you a broker opinion or a CMA on what the values of the houses are like in your area based on what has sold in the past, based on whether your house is a one story, two story square footage range. And if your house is kind of fucked up compared to some of the new houses that they're trying to hold you uh, up to. So again, every, your homestead, you do it once in life. That's it. Until you buy another property or until you get another homestead. Um, but your contesting of your taxes, you could do it every year. And you probably should do it every year. And then also make sure you vote in November so that we can get some tax relief on the property taxes here. I got clients from California, even though their prices are crazy, 
they still complain like, damn, your property taxes here are crazy. I'm paying $20,000 a year for property taxes. But guess what? Now, because of the gouging of prices of property taxes here in Texas, like they have a surplus and they want to, you know, break bread with the great citizens of this state. And so you should know that and you should be prepared for that. And when you get those savings, use that money wisely, save that money up, put down on a new house and call me. <laughs> so, you know, that's my tax segment right there. Um, but boss up with Mr. Key, um, for the people that sat through some technical difficult, technical difficulties in the beginning, like, you know, you like, again, we, we film the bloopers. You get the really, the real, the real Andre Key. And also I won't tell you what I have in the cup, but you know, <laughs> but again, I want you to like, comment, subscribe, join, you know, let me know if you have an interesting story about real estate or about entrepreneurialism that you want to share to the people. Talk to me, holla at me, let's get you out there. That's episode 23, like Mike Jordan, and we out. <laughs>